And that over there is uh, Alex Gorley. That guy over there is Mike Odenbeck. And uh, these are our... Soberless thoughts. Soberless, soberless thoughts. Soberless thoughts. And uh, tonight's buzz is going to be brought to you by Angry Orchard we're drinking tonight, Alex. I know. We're bougie. We're going. We're going into it. We're doing ciders. This is... I don't think another one of those things that I just don't drink... I just don't drink these things. Yeah. And, uh, so when I popped, actually, the whole reason why I wanted to do Angry Orchard tonight, actually, is because uh, my fiance sent me this picture of her the other day at lunch with her girlfriends, and at the and in the picture you see this fucking tall boy sitting in front of her at the table, and it looks like it's full of beer. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you're not a beer drinker. Yeah. At first, I was proud. I was like, oh my god, she's drinking <laughs> a tall boy. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. And then, and then I'm like, what is that? Like, what kind of beer is that? What are you drinking? And then she texts me back, and she's like, oh, it's an Angry Orchard Apple Cider. It's not really beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I said, I think it is beer. I, I think I'm going to consider that to be beer. I mean, you can. I mean, a at least. You can pretend that way, like you all can go out and get beers, like you know, go get a couple Brutuses if you want to call them that, and just uh, you know, sit down, have a drink. Um, I feel like ciders are like the new. If you don't like beer, beers, you know. Yeah, but like, so I'll have I'll have my tall boy full of Budweiser. Yeah, and hers will be full of the Angry Orchard, and it'll look like we're drinking the same thing almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. And funny thing is, is her Angry Orchard is going to have more of a punch than your Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. Probably right. Well, maybe if I get platinum or something. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the ice. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. I uh, I definitely got my wife into drinking beer. Don't get me wrong. She drank beer before, but like drinking like all the craft beer that I drink, she has definitely dove into that head first with me granted she can't really be drinking that now but you know uh she can't be drinking that now alex nobody knows about this yet i know no no one but social media <laughs> no, one but, no one but should we tell our listeners i guess i guess we could i guess we could uh so uncle alex over here uh dr alex dr gorley is uh gonna sir be having alexander sir alexander of the uh of the uh, lowlands uh, is gonna be a daddy because we're gonna have a baby congratulations buddy yeah man I'm excited for you guys yeah I know it's gonna be interesting yeah when we have uh, when we have the girls on here again we'll have we'll be drinking mimosas or something and she'll just have orange juice yeah basically like so for like the next <laughs> we'll talk about We'll talk about parenting or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For the next, like, seven months, actually even longer than that, but, you know, she's she, every time she gets on her, she's not going to be able to drink nothing. So so mimosas, virgin daiquiris, all those fun stuff. Now uh, we can add uh, add another person to the list besides Jack that has to be sober on Soberless Lines. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me about these Angry Orchards that we're drinking, buddy. All right. 
so ciders. So ciders are a little unique. I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not as well versed on ciders as like as much as I'd like to be. I know for the most part, they are kind of like the way I always kind of group them in my head is they're kind of like halfway between a wine and a beer uh, because they're definitely going to be like in general they're a little bit more sweeter. Um, they kind of have the vibe of beer, but they have kind of like the body of wine i don't know dude it's funny that you say that because as soon as i took a drink of this i'm sitting there next to manny at the table and i look right i look her dead in the face i'm like this is fucking wine in a bottle (laughs) it is but it's not as high alcohol as wine would be most of them at least the ones we're drinking you know they're like the level of beer but they taste like wine and they're sweet but they're you know it's like it's like it's like that with the wine, but it's also like beer, but it's like there's no hop, so there's no bitterness. So it's it's just all sweet. Uh, you know, ciders are basically made from fruit. Now, obviously, Angry Orchard are made from Angry Orchard apples. Uh, you've got the crisp apple. We couldn't get lined up on these because the place I go to only had singles because I wasn't going to buy a whole 12-pack of freaking angry orchard because i'm just not a cider drinker but uh so he's drinking crisp apple uh which is as i read here bright crisp apple flavor uh biting into a fresh apple is a perfect balance of sweetness bright acidity from culinary apples and dryness of traditional cider making apples there's a lot of apples that's right i bought a six pack of them yeah and uh i'm only drinking one of them and (laughs) i'll let mandy have the rest uh (laughs) They're 5% alcohol, so, you know, more than a Bud Light, less than a craft beer, kind of in between. They are gluten-free. That's why a lot of people started drinking ciders. A lot of people that are gluten-free, they can they definitely get them. Now, I got to say, I am more bougie than you because I'm drinking the rosé. Get it, girl. Uh, uh <laughs> Bottomless rosé. Hey. Um that's right. Did I ever tell you about the bottomless rosé night that I ran into one time? No, man. <laughs> all right. Well, let me finish writing this off, and I'll tell you about it here in just a second. Let all the listeners know. So Angry Orchard Rosé is very similar to the crisp apple, but the difference is they use a lot more uh, red apples, red fresh apples from France. And it's a little bit more, it's it's pink, it's blush, it has a little bit more bubbliness to it. I'm guessing they actually probably put a little bit of uh, like champagne or rosé yeast in it, and that's what kind of gives it a little bit more of that rosé flavor. Um so mine's going to be, I feel like I don't, I'm not drinking yours, but I would say mine's going to be a little bit more drier than yours. And yours might be a little bit sweeter. Tastes more like an apple. Yeah. Mine's pretty sweet. Uh, 5.5. Yeah. I haven't even tried mine. So let's, let me, let me try this real quick. Little, little rosé. Wow. Okay. <laughs> It was like it was there and it was gone. That's what that's what the flavor was. Like I tasted it and it's gone. It it is a little dry on the back end, but it's like nothing was there. Like I don't know, it's cuz I've already had a couple beers, but it's just I don't know, it's weird. It has this weird lingering taste like I don't know. You ever had um you ever had medicine that was bubblegum flavored? <laughs> <laughs> I have, yeah. It, it's it's very, it's like a sweet, faint, dry version of that. Like, it's like if 
if if someone yelled the word bubblegum from a block away and you just like, did someone say something? That's the flavor of the bubblegum. It's how close it is in my palate. And uh, it's, like I said, just a little sweet, a little sweet, a little dry. Just kind of disappears. I could totally see why people drink these because it just, you could slam them for sure. Yeah, mine kind of leaves like a little bit of a, it almost feels like a film in my mouth a little bit. Yes. Like, ah. Yeah, that's the sweetness for sure. That's all. Like, I feel like. I feel like I'm not want to brush my teeth after I finish drinking. This. Oh, you will. Yeah, this is a uh, like ciders. See, now I'm starting to get the apple. Maybe it's just because I'm not used to the apple flavor. But yeah, I mean, all this is is essentially like ground up apples that are you know the pulp's been taken out of. You take the juice. I would assume you boil it and then you know throw some yeast in it. Yeah. And there you go. Uh, similar probably process the beer. I probably need to look up more on the cider side of things. I've just never made cider before, so. Oh, but but to tell you about the rosé thing, I was part of a comedy competition, and it was an interesting idea, and it was where there was ten bars slash clubs that was hosting a comedy night for one hour, right? And it was like one place would do it from seven to eight, then the next one would be. 8.15 to 9.15, the next one would be like 9.30 to 10.30, and it would like give you 15 minutes to get to the next bar. So it was like a bar hop comedy thing. And uh, Z-Rock 103 put it on here in Lexington, Kentucky, and it was like, I'm talking about comedians from all over the area, like all over Lexington, all over Louisville, Nashville, Virginia. There's people from, I think there was a couple dudes from Arkansas and Alabama and Georgia, and like there was just a big hodgepodge of comedians. So each bar had its own different comedians. Yeah. So every comedian would perform at least two to three times. So you would get your time and it was, it was kind of their version of like a comedy festival. So I performed at one bar at like seven fifteen or something. So I performed seven fifteen to seven twenty five, and then I got off and then the next people went up and then for that bar, everyone there voted who they liked the best and they took like the top two or three and the judges wrote it down and then they went to the next bar and it'd be a whole different set of comedians. Well then, you know, you do that for the first three. Well then they start mixing everyone in together and then they keep doing it. So it's, if you get like the top three so many times you move on, yada, yada. Right. Well, we went into one bar that apparently that night was doing bottomless, bottomless rosé right oh shit i hadn't even heard of this i didn't realize i hadn't realized that white girls were so into this <laughs> until i walked in okay so yeah. and the fun thing is they didn't know we were coming like the people that were there for bottomless rose night so like me and all the other creatures that are the comics walk into this bar and i shit you not it is like it's like every sorority threw up into this place. <laughs> it is wall to wall girls. Like and I was like, where the shit was this when I was like twenty, twenty one, <laughs> not, you know, twenty nine. Right. Um so I like we all walk in, we're looking around like this is crazy. There is probably like sixty to seventy to eighty people in this bar. And it's 90% female and like 
one dude for every 20 girls. Right. It was crazy. You you could tell it was like pre-gaming for college girls is what it was. And like and we walk in and then like they're like hey you got to go to the second level you set up there we go up there there's just as many up there and then there was a rooftop bar just as many up there it was insane and then we set up and then we uh you know we kind of take over a corner we put up like the PA system uh they kind of you know do everything well a lot of them end up staying but as soon as we started up, a lot of them end up leaving. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ah, I don't know about this. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, amateur comics are, it's like, it's weird if you ever go to open mic night because you'll see some of the best comedy and you'll see some of the worst comedy. Oh, yeah. It's always entertaining, though. Oh, yeah. I There's nothing, like, I find it, I laugh more when I see a comedian who's just eating a big old turd sandwich and it's <laughs> it's dead quiet in there and I laugh so hard when that happens. Or if he's saying, or she, he or she is saying something so outrageous that it's offended everyone in the audience and it's shock value, even if it's horrific, I'm laughing because I feel so awkward inside and I know everyone <laughs> else is too and it makes me laugh. <laughs> so you're the only one in the room dying laughing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do it all the time. Because <laughs> I've been that guy up there where you're just like, oh yeah, no one's laughing. <laughs> I don't understand. You're like, ah, oh, ah, oh, what now? What now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At that point, you just you just got to lean into it. You say, all right, so now how, how much more offensive can I get now? Yeah. Let's see if I can get people to just you know get up and walk the fuck out. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's experience though. Let's see if I can get somebody to throw their fucking shoe at me. <laughs> oh, I've seen that happen before too. <laughs> I've seen close to fist, fist fights before. Hell yeah. Oh. Speaking of fist fights, uh, tonight we are reviewing two movies yeah. uh, that we've talked about on here quite a few times now. That's right. Uh, and, and Alex has finally watched them. Good job, buddy. That's right. <laughs> Way to come around. Yeah, buddy. I did some homework. Yeah. <laughs> we're watching uh, or we're reviewing The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. That's right. Killed them both. Clickety clack. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, uh, When a Stranger Calls. 1979. The 1979 version, yeah. not the uh, 2009 or whenever it was version. Just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. So uh, tonight, tonight, tonight is our Hard Cider Cinema Reviews. <laughs> Ooh, Hard Cider Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Are there what other like hard ciders are there? This could be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> hard cider cinema. I mean, dude, any fruit could technically be a cider, I guess. I mean, we don't very often review movies, so <laughs> that is true. That is true. We could do it. I actually hey, I got a good one though. Somebody always throws something inside of these angry orchards. Maybe it's fireball. It tastes like cinnamon apple. Maybe that's what it is. I was I was actually thinking of another one where my old boss used to tell me to put uh, Grand Marnier into uh, Blue Moon. And I was like, wait, there's something with Angry Orchard, too. Where I think it's... Uh, I do have a bottle of Fireball over here on the bar. I could... Uh, yeah. 
I save it for the next cinema one, and we'll do put a little swig in. Yeah, we'll do a fire angry orchard or whatever. I guess it's supposed to be like cinnamon toast crunch or some crap like that. I don't know. It's supposed to be delicious, dude. That that's my favorite cereal. That would be amazing. Oh, dude. Then what? All right. So we're gonna do cinnamon toast crunch shots. Then we'll do rum chata and fireball. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, dude. Shit. All right. Well, I think that's right. I can't wait for that drunk night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's great? Hey, how many bottles of that Fireball you got? I just have the one bottle, I think. Well, I, I've got one mini bottle of rum chata, so we could literally do this next time we are in the same vicinity together. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. So so be on the lookout for that. That's yeah. happening. Cinnamon Toast Crunch Shots. Yep. Fuck yeah. I got a box of them right upstairs in the cupboard right now. <laughs> we'll eat Cinnamon Toast Crunch as we do it. It would be the most obnoxious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <I'll just laughs> get our ASMR porn on. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. Uh, so this this first uh, movie, The Man Who Killed Hitler and then uh, Bigfoot, you want to give us a little quick uh, rundown of the plot of the movie, in case anybody hasn't seen it before. Oh, this, all right. So here, so here's what happens. Uh, the movie starts off. Uh, this old gentleman who is, uh, oh my god, I went blank on his name. Uh, Elliot, Sam Elliot. Uh, so you got Sam Elliot. He is just old dude, basically. Um, you see him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody knows he's he's like the epitome. Old Western, just, you know, he says very little, but when he talks, you listen, kind of guy. Yeah, the man with the stash. The man with the best stash. Yes. I got to bring that back up here in a second, too, about this movie. Um, he was also the cowboy from The Big Lebowski. I remember that. Or uh, he was also he was also the cowboy in Thank You for Not Smoking, or Thank You for Smoking. I don't remember the name of that movie. The, uh, the one about... Uh, the guy that worked for the tobacco industry. Basically, he was also on the ranch as a retired cowboy. Basically, everything he does, he's a cowboy. Also, when a star is born. Also, an old cowboy. Yeah. Um, he's really typecasted, to be honest with you. I almost feel like he's playing the character that he is in this movie and the Big Lebowski, only you just don't know that that's who he actually is. Ooh. That's a good crossover. Because you only just see him sitting at the bar in the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Mmm. I like your thought process. Yeah. Uh, I I am a huge fan. All right. There, so there's a game in there that I got to tell you about. But here, let me get to the synopsis. All right. We'll come back to that in just a second. So basically, Sam Sam the Elliot is old dude going to the bar drinking. Uh, he gets a run-in with some punks whoops their ass because he's a ninja um, <laughs> <laughs> he's an old cowboy ninja yeah. and then um then it, it like during this whole thing you know there's like cut scenes where there's flashbacks and you see him and he is like an undercover uh ss officer in the nazi world war ii and he's higher up and he's trying to get close to uh Adolf Hitler, and you see him like kind of like perform the final act, like it's uh, like Valkyrie or whatever. And obviously, from the title, not to spoil anything, but he kills Hitler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you see, which I thought was kind of cool how he did it. Right. Um, 
And then after, you know, it shows that he killed Hitler. Then there's like all of a sudden there's this love story that's kind of bopping back and forth about him and this woman. And, uh, you know, he knew her before the war. And she's like, you're going off to war. Don't go. But I'm going to be here. But don't go. I love you. And whatever. And then um, essentially a government agency comes out of nowhere. And they're like, this is fast forward. Like, she's not in the picture for some reason. You're like, huh, I wonder, I wonder what happened there. Government agencies basically comes in. It's like, hey, I heard stories about you. You're a legend. Uh, you're an expert tracker. You did all this in the military and after your stint at World War II. And we tested your blood. And apparently Bigfoot is like carrying some kind of disease and you are immune to it because there's only a select few that have antibodies against it and you're one of the lucky few and we need you to go out there and kill this fucking thing because if not the bigfoot will continue to spread its disease and it killed everything in like a 50 mile radius yep and yeah so then he's like well i don't know about that I don't want to be killing nothing that don't need killing. And then <laughs> he <laughs> said no. And then, you know, cause it's got to do that. And then he goes, you know what? I'm gonna fucking do it. And then he went out <laughs> and hunted down Bigfoot, uh, got the job done and then came back and yeah, we'll talk about the ending. Uh, <laughs> so that was pretty much the movie. Yeah, that's pretty that's a pretty good synopsis of the movie. Yeah. Uh I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool at the beginning of the movie how uh the uh quote unquote punks <laughs> try and take his shit. There well at first he was just like, Here, just have my wallet. You can you can take my wallet, take my shit, I don't care. And they're like, Well, we're gonna take your car too. And he's like, Okay, I gotta draw a line somewhere. I'm too yeah. old to be walking home. Yeah. <laughs> he said like, we gotta draw a line somewhere, fellas. Yeah. He's like you can you can have my wallet and all my money, but you can't take my goddamn car. And uh yeah. and that was it. He just beat the snot out of these kids. Yeah. Hey, he's a cowboy. Cow you don't fuck with a cowboy's car or his truck or whatever. Like that's his that's his ride. That's his baby. You don't fuck with it. Yeah. You don't fuck with a man's vehicle. And I was shocked that the one kid even had a gun and was like about to shoot his ass. And I was like, and he just dismantled that motherfucker too. Like, yeah, it was impressive. It was quite impressive. Yeah. Even him being an actor doing it, it was impressive. His, his, like his movements, granted, I know some of it was camera cut and stuff, but you're kind of like, he still got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But like he even did it in an old man kind of way though at the same time. Yeah. Like there was like there was no like quick like super quick movements at all. It was just like blunt force trauma. <laughs> oh oh yeah yeah. No no, it was definitely believable on that end. Yeah. Where it was just like uh moving slow. Oh, gotcha. Um, <laughs> reminded me of all those stories of like the like some guy tried to rob a guy who used to be like a three-time bare knuckle boxer on a navy ship <laughs> 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 and then it shows that like the guy that tried to rob him and his face is fucked <laughs> yeah oh yeah there was a i did read a story about that not too long ago and this guy in new york tried to mug this other guy who was like a a retired professional boxer yeah like, 
he didn't become like he didn't become a champ or anything, but he was a professional boxer for like twenty years. Yeah. This other dude tried to mug him and he just beat the living shit out of him. <laughs> dude. I I read one years ago. I swear it's been like ten years since I read this, but it was literally what I said was it was a guy who was a three time Navy boxing champion when he was in the Navy back in like the sixties. And I was like, that's a bad motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you know, and they said, and they even did an article on him about how like the first two titles, most of them were bare knuckle matches because they hadn't regulated it yet. Like it was some crazy <laughs> shit. And then if you looked at him, he looked like a frail old guy. I feel like he had just enough energy. He was like, I got one more <laughs> in the tank. Right. Just <laughs> waiting. And some young punk just like, give me all your money. He was like, all right, this is what I get up every day for this moment right here. <laughs> <laughs> this is my final round. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like the end movie of the wrestler. He's just like, I'm going out. <laughs> so did you like this movie? I, I didn't know how to feel about this movie, man. I it was <laughs> it it had all the components to be one of those weird movies that you really enjoy and no one knows about it, and then you tell people, and they're like, "Dude, that was really fucking good, bro." And it, but like this left me with so many questions, <laughs> um, so many questions. Yeah, dude, I, I watched this and I had I had a ton I had a ton of questions afterwards, and. uh yeah. And none of them got answered. <laughs> Not a single one. And, I, you know, by the way, everyone, if go watch these movies. Like, you know what? Go put a pause on this episode. Go watch the movies and come back and then listen in with us so you get what we're talking about. Um, which one of them, I know when A Stranger College you can find on YouTube, the other one's on Hulu, uh, when the man that killed Hitler and Bigfoot and the Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, it, uh... See, there was just parts of it that kind of, an, I, I, don't, I don't know a better put, but it kind of annoyed me. Now, granted, I did watch this in two sittings because I watched the first half and kind of watched the second half. So, like, the middle, I'm kind of a little fuzzy on. But So, him killing Hitler was probably my favorite part. Very, like, gangster, very, like, yeah, Ocean's Eleven, very like Valkyrie kind of thing, where you know he's he goes in and like all, all like he, he's yeah. going into the lion's den and all these officers are checking him out and he's like, you got a flask, you got this, you got this, and as he's going up to this door, he takes all these components and starts fiddling, like puts them back together, and he essentially makes yeah, and creates a creates a gun out of them. Yeah, a gun with a silencer. The I love that the flask yeah. was the silencer. I was like, ooh, soberless thoughts for the win. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, he goes in there and is talking to Hiller. And then all of a sudden, it flips off. He's going to do some, you know, stuff in nowadays times. Um, but it was just, I feel like the whole movie needed more everything it need more backstory because there so there was a backstory of him and his girlfriend there was a backstory of him and his brother or barber whatever it he was i think it was his brother yeah you know as his brother the barber i there if there was more like if they like i liked the part that they showed of him going there killing hitler 
But I wish there after they did that, they did Quentin Tarantino kind of thing, then showed showed us how he got up to that, and showed us how he was going to like prepare for that and everything. He kind of well, they did have a few. They did have a few scenes of him preparing for that. Yeah, but. But it just, I feel like that portion of the movie just went really slow. It just really dragged on. Yeah. And, uh, like, it could have, I feel like you could have almost had two separate movies where the Hitler part of the movie and then the Bigfoot part of the movie. And, but like, they tried to, they tried to mingle the two together with all this other shit. And it just, I don't know. It just, to me, like, did I like this movie? Did I not like this movie? This movie was an okay to me. It was an okay. Yeah. <laughs> I give it that. I, I agree with what you're saying. It definitely was two movies that were slammed together. Because, um, yeah. like you said, they did slow down the Hitler thing, but I felt like they sped up the Bigfoot thing. Oh, yeah. The the Bigfoot thing was fucking lightning speed. Yeah, it was afterthought. <laughs> It was almost like they did the entire movie of this old man and how he killed Hitler fucking 40 years ago. And then all of a sudden, the last 20 minutes of the movie, they're like, oh, yeah, that's right. And we're going to throw Bigfoot in. We almost forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah. And he's got to kill Bigfoot. Yeah. All right. So that brings me to the point that bugged the shit out of me. So it goes from him, like him, Sam Elliott, going into uh, this guy's war reserve, I guess, whatever. Like He's like, I'm going to need that gun, I'm going to need that scope, and I'm going to need this knife. That's it. Which, that's definitely very Sam Elliott, which I was like, that's the best line of the movie right there. I need that gun, that scope, and that knife. That's all I need. And he's got like a buffet of everything. And then, the right. n- literally, the next clip the next five seconds it's him pulling the trigger and hitting bigfoot in the head (laughs) yeah like there was no tracking that bugged the shit out of me i was like dude what the fuck you gotta give us a little bit of like hey like he's he's tracking down bigfoot he figured out where he's at yeah like some kind of hunting yeah yeah some kind of hunting you talk there was no hunting yeah you talked him up on being a hunter and all you did was like, ah, oh, nope, pull the trigger. Oh, boom, he got he got him. Now, he didn't kill him, for all you viewers out there, if you're worried about Bigfoot. Uh, he didn't kill him. <laughs> no. Not then. Mm-mm. Can we talk about Bigfoot for a split second, though? Yes, we totally can. <laughs> <laughs> because this Bigfoot, this fucking Bigfoot, <laughs> what the fuck is this Bigfoot? <laughs> This is this Bigfoot. Is, so weird. So fucking weird. This is not a Bigfoot. No. This is the littlest footed fucking Bigfoot <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Dude, he even said it in the movie. He He's like on the radio. He was like, Shh, I found Bigfoot. I shot him. He ain't dead. And they were like, where'd he go? I'll get him. And then he, and then he goes, by the way, his feet aren't that big. And he throws the fucking radio into the fucking pond. You're like, wait, his feet aren't that big? Like, why the fuck have people been calling him Bigfoot? I don't... It, he was very, like, lanky. Lanky Harry. Dude, you know what he was? What? 
He was one of those dudes with that werewolf syndrome you're talking <laughs> That's about. That's exactly what he was. <laughs> he was some guy that got lost out in the woods, and he had that syndrome, and he just lost his fucking mind is what happened. Yeah. He was, <laughs> People he keep was, shooting at him. Yeah. He's just trying to defend himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was a real fucking Bigfoot. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. this Bigfoot was janky as fuck, man. I, I did not. Did not at all like this Bigfoot. It was horrible. No, it it was pretty bad. It was, it wasn't like, like it wasn't a grown man putting on a monkey suit bad, but it was pretty damn close. Dude, a grown man putting on a monkey suit would have been better than this Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, it would have been better. It had yeah. you had somebody like uh, the fucking Rock size, right? Like Dwayne Johnson size in a monkey yeah. suit. It would have been better than this fucking Bigfoot, man. <laughs> yeah. You're you're not lying. It, dude, the face was fucked, too, by the way. It looked yeah. like some from a horror movie. Um, <sighs> like, its nose was, like, bitten off. I don't know what it was. Uh, it was... He's been shot in the face a couple times, I think, is what happened. <laughs> yeah, probably. He also, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by the way, uh, funniest part of the movie was uh, I feel like we're, yeah we're, we should we should just call this thing spoiler alert uh, which who the hell is gonna watch this movie but I feel like you should <laughs> but we're gonna ruin it all if you listen um, oh it's already ruined <laughs> oh yeah well dude the move in the title see that was the thing they already spoiled the movie with the title the man that killed Hitler and Bigfoot so you know that happens. Yeah. But it's all the other backstory love shit that they're trying to like, this is what really pulls you in. You're like, no, bitch, I came here to watch him kill Bigfoot and Hitler, preferably at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I uh, I love the part where, you know, this guy, he, he went through this emotional trauma, which it, it would have been like he killed Hitler. Technically, he killed a man like like right. as he actually puts it in the movie, he goes, "There was nothing that happened. The monsters' um, thoughts and ideologies kept going even after his death. So it was like, so all I did that day was I killed a man. All right. So he was done killing stuff, and then when he had to kill Bigfoot, he got real emotional because he didn't want to do this to an innocent person or creature. Well." He gets to a point where after he shot it in the head, he finds it, it kind of like passes out. And then he thinks it's dead. And he like touches it and he's like, you know, he like holds its hand. He's like, all right, it's, it's okay. There's no more. You don't have to worry about anything. Well, then he starts to build a fire around the body of the Bigfoot to light it on fire. So all these like government agencies can't get their hands on it. And he's like, it's all right, fellow. They they aren't gonna take your body. I'll take care of it. And he's trying to do the noble thing, so he puts all the fucking yeah. uh, timber around this fucking Bigfoot, then sets the fucking thing on fire. And then Bigfoot's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> and attacks his ass because he lit his ass on fire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So now I'm I can't I can't decide whether whether Bigfoot was was he playing possum yeah or was he knocked out I think he passed out maybe from blood loss but in the fire literally lit a fire under his ass 
because <laughs> Bigfoot's on fire. There, there's, there's a lot of things scary in this world, but a flaming red hot Bigfoot is definitely up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Sam Elliott jumps back like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Of course, they wrestle and they fight. Uh, a little bit more hand-to-hand. Oh, yeah, dude, they did hand-to-hand combat where he was, like, yeah. tapping him with a knife and Bigfoot's trying to, like, play of the apes, fucking beat his chest in kind of thing. And then, yep. of course, the end scene is Sam Elliott, like, Bigfoot's kind of putting his hand up, like, please stop. I'm done. Don't kill me. And then Sam Elliott just kind of was like, eh, boom, shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> Which is... Way 180 from what what just happened earlier. Right. Yeah. And then he, then he, then you see, yeah, yeah. Then you see a grown man cry, which (laughs) you're like, all right, only so much of that can handle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because Bigfoot was surrendering at that point. He's like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. I surrender. Yeah. And he's like, now, bang, shot you. You're dead. Yeah. He's like, this has to happen. Sorry. The, the the sheer fact you're alive is killing people. Yep. Oh, Bigfoot. How much better of a movie would it have been had the plot of the movie been that he captures Bigfoot alive and then somehow throws him into the room with Hitler and they fight to the death? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'd be a lot damn better. <laughs> <laughs> or ooh, all right. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweeze the, uh, the movie in with it. What if they hunt Bigfoot, take its virus, and then get Hitler sick with the Bigfoot virus? Yeah, and that's how he dies. See, I think that would be a little more boring, you know, because you're just giving him a virus. In my movie, well, I know, you but physically, he have... has to hunt Bigfoot, get the virus, yeah. and then hunt and. Yeah, but he's still it's a virus movie at that point. Yeah, that's true. In my in my movie, you have the actual like street <laughs> fighter fucking <laughs> you have the Mortal Kombat version of Bigfoot versus Hitler <laughs> battling to the death. <laughs> yeah. I mean that would be a lot more entertaining for sure. Yeah. How spectacular was Sam Elliott's mustache in this movie so the fact you brought that up all right so his mustache is sweet it actually probably needed to be a little bit trimmed like (laughs) you could definitely tell this is b-movie kind of stuff because like all the makeup and all that stuff is like a little not up to the same snuff as like a top tier film uh that being said how fucking bad was the fake mustache on young Sam Elliott <laughs> oh when he had God. like it was like it was like a ferret on his face <laughs> that someone glued to it. It was so awkwardly <laughs> thick. <laughs> it yeah. was like a big fucking caterpillar. <laughs> it made no sense. It made no, no sense. It it made me feel awkward. I'm like, please don't look me in the eyes if you have that on your face. Cause uh, cause fucking facial hair doesn't grow like that no no well that was it same same it's 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 a natural mustache it like it combs down but this thing was like a fuzzy turd on this guy's (laughs) upper lip (laughs) 
<laughs> Someone just slapped it up there. Plus, you gotta have—I mean, you gotta have the landing space to house that kind of mustache. Right. And if you ain't got it, you ain't got it, bro. And I—I I think young Sam Elliott did not have the landing gear required for that. No, he clearly <laughs> clearly had too short of an upper lip. Yeah, and uh, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler saw that stash yeah. coming a mile away. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, hell yeah. There's that whole scene of him having to shave his beard and all that. Yeah. The guys, he had to trust in the what was that a uh, a uh, who was that? Was that a Polish guy? <laughs> it was something like that, dude. I, that was one. That was one of the scenes that I kind of I. I'd say I'd skimmed over, but that was like the first half of me watching this when I was like five or six beers deep and I'm sitting there like watching it and I'm starting to like crash out and I'm like, all right. And I just turned it back on later. I'm like, well, who are these guys again? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That was the, that was the, uh, too slow for me part. Or those scenes really didn't even need to be in the movie. And, and the fact that they were all out of order too was kind of off putting. Like none of it was in sequence. Yeah, they. Oh yeah, like the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah. They were trying to be too. I don't. I don't. I don't know if avant garde's the word, but they're trying to be too cinematastic or cinematastic. Like they're just trying yeah. to be too much. Too art house. Too art house. Good call. Um, hey, yeah. do you know what was up with the painting that he stared at at his house all the time? I fucking no idea, man. Another one of those questions. See, all right. Here's one thing that I noticed is during that scene is the one thing I do remember is the Polish guy or whatever was like, I look into your eyes and I see an artist. Do you paint? He goes, why would you ask me that? He goes, you look, I could tell by your look, you look like you could paint. Because he was asking him like, can you speak so many languages? Could you do this? And then like later on in the movie, he's staring at this fucking painting. I'm like, did he fucking paint that? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I mean, there's so much. Like, What was in the box? <laughs> what was in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I vocally said out loud. Duh, that's how that works. Uh, as, as I'm watching this, and Cassie is sitting right next to me, and he there's one point. Or where he opens it up and you're like, oh shit, here it comes, here it comes, and then all of a sudden he he starts to open it and he goes, closes it, goes, and he looks at his dog. He's like, not today. I'm like, you motherfucker! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that to us? Oh my god, he never did see what was in the box. No, he just had it under his fucking bed, and every day he would flip up one of the little latches and then you go nope and close it so i'm like i started thinking well it's either the ring he was going to propose to with or a picture of her or maybe her ashes because you find out later that the woman he's in love with dies at a young age but you don't know of what or how or anything like that right you have no answers to that either yeah no that was there's no answers to that you You know know what i thought it might have been what a fucking revolver oh yeah 
like he's gonna put one in his brain that kind of shit yeah like he's like today's the day i'm gonna put myself out today <laughs> i mean that did cross my mind at one point where i was like mm, uh because the closest he gets to you seeing whatever is inside of it is like the worst day of his fucking life it's like that's the it's like if you feel you almost feel like all right this is the end like he's like he's saying to himself this is the end i'm gonna open this fucking box yeah and i'm gonna pull this fucking revolver from world war ii out probably the same it's probably the same goddamn gun that he shot hitler with with a flask on the end of it and everything Ooh, right Ooh, yeah, yeah. that's good that's good that yeah for sure <laughs> oh damn i didn't even think about that see all right i didn't think all right i thought it could be a gun because of the size and shape of it uh but all right so for everyone listening after he kills bigfoot everyone assume he's fucking dead in his hometown this is the end of the movie and they bury his uniform with this box well his brother who thinks he's dead he just shows up on a fucking bank of a lake and he goes you got room in there for one more <laughs> and then they go fishing together like it's not fucking weird then he's like holy shit balls i just buried you fucking four days ago and then they then they go to like the his brother's granddaughter's recital and the entire time he has a little dinosaur figurine that he's like hunting that he has with him that he like sets up at random times that you're like what that was another unanswered question is what the fuck is the significance yeah, of that there, there but then that. he hands it to his brother and his brother's just like oh god like like that that is a flashback we needed was why the fuck the dinosaur <laughs> that had to have been a deleted scene that we just never got to because <laughs> like yeah because you yeah cause Who, he has whoever number- edited this movie can eat a <laughs> yeah, they had such an emotional reaction to this fucking dinosaur, and we had absolutely no clue what the fuck why as an audience. We're just watching like what the yeah. fuck. Yeah. And you're right, he gets into the boat. He gets into the boat with him to go fishing after he presumably is fucking dead. <laughs> and he just like it's like yeah man yeah. I got an extra fucking pole over here with a rooster tail come on jump on in you know <laughs> like what the fuck are you kidding me yeah he has zero emotional yeah. reaction to that he has way more emotional reaction to the goddamn dinosaur than he does seeing his brother who he thought he just fucking bit <laughs> how is that making sense yeah exactly <laughs> it does it at fucking all. And, dude, and his brother was like, you want to talk about it? At one point, and Sam Elliott just goes, I just want to sit here quiet. <laughs> like, really? Really? you just going to do that to us? And then, yeah, so. Uh, but, yeah, so the fact that. See, that's the other thing. Like, go watch this movie because it's so layered with so much shit. That it's just like. It's up to you. It's you figure out what you want it to be. Um, yeah. So once he goes after he meets his brother and gets that dinosaur, and they have that emotional reaction, and he's like, "Do do 
did you and his brother's like we buried it with your uniform we're like well what the fuck is it well then sam elliott goes out and digs up his own fucking grave. <laughs> yeah, that's how this movie fucking ends. <laughs> Him digging up. That's how this is. And digs up that fucking box. <laughs> and that's when he starts to open it. And you're like, now, here's the payoff. If you could just tell me what's in the box, this will all be fucking worth it. And then he goes, nope. Not today, Rufus, or whatever the fuck that dog's name was. And they walk <laughs> off into the darkness. Which, what the, I, I, I will say this. I was sitting there watching this going, what the fuck do you tell a cop? If someone calls the cops on you for digging up a fucking grave. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's my grave. That's my uniform. That's my box. Like, I'm just getting my box back. What do you mean it's your grave? <laughs> <laughs> it it was so fucking random. It also made me think like th- this is gonna sound weird, but, but I you know like obviously I've been through cemeteries. I've you know I've sad to say I've you know we've all had family members pass away stuff like that. But for some reason him digging that grave, I go, you know I guess that's true. The, a cemetery is just a a plot of land with a bunch of dead people just laying there. Like for some reason that crossed my mind and it made like it like I had some like weird re- like like realization like oh shit it is just hundreds of dead people laying in a box and I also thought why do we preserve them <laughs> <laughs> like it made me have some weird fucking thoughts at that moment where I'm just sitting there like I don't understand dude this movie gave you an existential fucking crisis <laughs> it, it fucking did <laughs> Thank you, Sam Elliott. (laughs) (laughs) You think if you got to see what was in the box, it would have been, you would have went from okay to like. As long as it was worth it. If it was a fucking (laughs) other dinosaur or an an unexplained thing, I like it. I feel like it'd have to be something like that's it. It could have like elevated the whole movie if they would have showed what's in the box and it was, uh, it was something like something that would have been referenced or saw, like you said it earlier in the movie. Like if it was the gun he killed Hitler with, like you're like, oh shit. What if he pulled it out? It was the gun that he killed Hitler with. He looked at his dog and said, it's been a good one. And shot himself dead in his own grave. <laughs> you know what's funny is I thought I was like that would be weird if he did all that and then he died in like and that was the end of the movie like him having a heart attack from digging up his own grave. Well, dude, that was another thing was how are you going to dig up an entire fucking grave when just moments before you're so beat up you can hardly even walk from having hand to hand combat with fucking Bigfoot. Yeah. Cause that's Sam fucking Elliot. He's like, <laughs> he's like elder fucking Chuck Norris. <laughs> so, from a one to ten, one to ten beers. What do you rank it on the on the beer scale? I'm gonna give it. Yeah, sure. I'm gonna, it's an okay for me. So I'm gonna give it like five beers. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna give it six. Just for the fact that it has created this much dialogue between me and you. Like, it has caused us to have so much, (laughs) so many questions that we could express, and it keeps our thought process going. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you do have a point there because when we first talked about doing a review of this movie, I was really concerned that we wouldn't have more than two minutes <laughs> worth of talk. About. No, <laughs> this movie is so ridiculous that <laughs> we just we could go on for days about it. <laughs> oh God, it was good. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't call it a cult classic by any means. And I think that's what it popped up under. Really? I swear. It's a brand new movie, and it popped up under cult classics. Well, I think they were probably like, well, this is terrible, so obviously the cult people will love it. (laughs) 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 But yeah, so overall, uh, do yourself a favor. Go watch The Man Who Killed Hitler and then Bigfoot. Uh, Yeah. Just say you saw it. That way you could, you know, if you ever meet any, uh, some hipster film geeks, you can be like, hey, have you all seen this fucking movie? Because I guarantee you they fucking haven't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you got one. I mean, wrong. I don't know. With, I don't know with this quarantine going on and everybody stuck at home and, and it being on Hulu, everybody probably has watched it because you can only watch fucking Tiger King so many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carol Baskin. <laughs> Before I, uh, you're like, all right, fuck, we got to watch something else. Which I haven't uh, watched all the Tiger King yet either. I haven't even started watching Tiger King yet. I mean, can- I'm still trying to finish Vampire Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that could be our next uh Ciders and cinema is Tiger King and something else. I don't know. Everybody's dude. Every fucking movie or TV review place or podcast I've listened to has done Tiger King. You're right. It that was kind of like a. It happened. It and we all laughed and we moved on. It was kind of like uh. You ever watch Making a Murderer? Do you ever watch that one? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I never watched it, but everyone else in the world has. Oh yeah, and that guy is innocent. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Uh dude, no, we just need to pick we just need to pick two movies like the two movies that we're doing today that nobody's fucking heard of or saw. That is true. Just random ass fucking movies. Yeah, I'm down. I actually hey, let me ask you this. Have you ever seen Mom and Dad? That is what hard cider cinema reviews <laughs> is all about. <laughs> Have you ever seen Mom and Dad Save the World? No, I haven't, but I did see Mom and Dad with Drew Barrymore and uh, Nicolas Cage. Have you saw that? No. Dude. Oh, my God. You want to talk about a fucking crazy-ass movie? Yeah. Maybe we should do that in that Bone Tomahawk movie I was telling you about. Yeah. Now, that that actually seems kind of cool. I'll tell you. I feel like we should also do the mom and dad saves the world because it's old. It's like from the uh, late eighties, early nineties. Uh, you'll know some of the people in it for sure. Oh, well that's perfect dude. Cause it's mom and dad save the world and the mom and dad movie, a new one and an old one. And they kind of go together. Yeah, yeah. And dude, this thing is like, it's campy. It's it's it's. I watched it a couple times as a kid, and it had like John Lovitz in it and shit like that. <laughs> it yeah. is, it's interesting. Like you're gonna watch, it, you're like, what the shit is this? So that's all I'm saying. We need a what the shit is this? Oh, <laughs> movie. Dude, that's uh, this. It's not Drew Barrymore. <laughs> it's Selma Blair. My bad. Selma Blair. Not Drew Barrymore mm. and Mom and Dad. Yeah. Don't look anything at all like I get you. <laughs> Gary the Goose here. 
That was part one of Hard Cider Cinema Reviews, The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then Bigfoot. Join us next week when we review the cult classic thriller, When a Stranger Calls. Till then this is Gary the Goose saying, if you're going to have Bigfoot in a movie then you better bloody well make sure it's not some fucking skinny bloke with a hairy back, but a real goddamn Bigfoot for fuck's sake. Jesus H. Christ. Gary out.